Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Newstalk 1110 WBT. Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman on location for another year at the 32nd now annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. If you're uh, looking for us, easy to find us. Union County Agricultural Center, if you take uh, 74 uh, out towards Monroe, uh, you, we're right on the, on the right. Uh, and you, you pull in, you'll see the barbecue signs, and uh, we are... The entire show, actually the entire station is here today, Beth Troutman. And it could not be a better place to be. Does that make sense? We couldn't be at a better place. That's a better way to say it. And we already have the uh, the man in charge is was out and about, Reed Helms, here this morning before we even got here. And we say this often, that never happens for us because we get here, we get to a location about 5.30 in the morning. Reed was here in his running shoes, mm-hmm. running around with lists <laughs> of do's and don'ts, made sure that I had a cushy chair that he got over to Bernie. Bernie got it here under my tuchus, so we're going to be coming. Bernie's the here. Bernie's at the Four Union hours. County Ag Center. <laughs> so we have a great, great morning planned. Um, we have politicians who are running for not only state office, um, local office. We have local uh, leaders here. We have uh, the former Miss or the current Miss North Carolina, who just placed in the top ten at Miss America, is joining us here. Plus, I think the star of the show. The barbecue. That's right. I mean, when he walked in, he said, I got biscuits and mustard. Because he said, you can't eat a sausage biscuit without mustard. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? You were raised right. We're just a few weeks out from our, uh, our, our 8th District Congressional debate, and several of the participants in that debate are going to be here today. I can tell you that a lot of the show is a bit unpredictable. We don't know who's going to walk up to our set, and that's kind of the fun of it. I can tell you, though, uh, what I know right now, at 7.05, Alan Balkum, who is running for U.S. Congress, he's going to be here on set with us. Uh, we have Mark Harris, who's also running. Both those guys are going to be in the debate. Mark Harris, and he's no stranger to WBT, and, of course, we know uh, the uh, roller coaster he's been on over the last uh, decade or so, uh, running for office and such. Mark Harris, the Reverend Mark Harris, will join us here at 8.05. Dan Bishop will join us by phone at 9.05. Congressman Dan Bishop, of course, you know, these guys are all clamoring to replace, you know, Bishop's seat when Bishop goes and runs for attorney general. So uh, a lot of questions for Dan Bishop, both, uh, you know, being a congressman right now, but also this race, which this attorney general's race, Dan Bishop against Jeff Jackson, Mm -hmm. is going to be one of the most interesting, exciting Uh, races in the country, I think. And probably one of the most expensive races in the country. And it will be one of those attorney general races that puts all eyes on our state. And that's not what usually happens when you think about electing an attorney general. Most people don't pay a ton of attention to an attorney general's race. But here we are. North Carolina is going to be the race to watch. You just heard Bill Graham. Uh, We had Bill Graham in studio uh, for the hour. And now, uh, you know, he's involved in this race with Mark Robinson and also uh, Dale Falwell. So, you know, 
Iowa was last last Monday. We have New Hampshire on Tuesday. We're right in the thick of it, and there's no place that I'd rather be today. Uh, talking a lot of politics, eating a lot of barbecue, and hopefully seeing uh, a lot of you. We did last year. Uh, you and I had a great time yesterday. We were at Sharbar 7. Uh, right after the show, we headed out to Carmel Road and, and joined the Hood Hargett Breakfast Club luncheon. And we did this same type of thing with Vi Lyles, the mayor, about six months ago. And so, as I always say, and I did when we sat down yesterday, I said the, the best uh, kind of uh, event to MC is one for the second time. Right, when they ask you back, because it means the first time you didn't say it, that got you booted out. <laughs> and Dina DiOrio, the uh, county manager, was our guest yesterday, and we had a packed house there at Sharbar. Uh, she is uh, as impressive a, a leader as you'll come across. Um, she's been doing it since 2014. You know, you and I both know Dina, and we follow Dina, and Dina uh, was very much in the spotlight during uh, the pandemic and having to guide the city through that. And having, as we talked yesterday, uh, she's, you know, when you're, when you're a county or a city manager, you're not elected. Uh, you, you're hired, but you have to work with people who are elected. Right. And that, uh, that slate of people changes. And right now, uh, you know, Mecklenburg County Commission is all one party. And so it's not to say that we got incredibly political yesterday, but we did talk about, you know, what that dynamic is like. And, you know, thanks to Jen Snyder and the, the group there at Hood Hargett for inviting us. Uh, it was, it's always good to get out and do things like that in the community, and it's a little bit of a change of pace for you and me. Yeah, when I was talking about this on Brett Winterbull's show um, last night, whenever we crossed the streams, it is great to get out um, and have conversations with our leaders, with uh, the community, because if we do that, I think it makes our hearts more open. It makes us understand, and not just us, I'm talking in general. If you get out and about in your community, it helps you understand how much we all have in common, that we are a, a group of people who are concerned about our communities. We're concerned about each other. It's all about content of character. And when you get out and about and get away from your screens, get away from death scrolling, get away from you know just the political ads and have real political long-form conversations, you feel better about the world here's the best part of yesterday i know you agree with this we're sitting there at the end and the the table that was closest to us uh the guy that was sitting probably five feet away from us he yeah. walked up at the end and he said you know i was sitting down at the beginning and um i didn't realize uh, uh who you guys were and we started eating lunch and i heard you talking and i thought i know those voices they sound like the radio they sound like the radio but they also sound like they're just talking and, and that's that's what this show is. We say it over and over again. We don't know we have microphones. Yep. I even said that to the crowd, you know, on the mic yesterday. I said that's sort of what we're going after. And you and I both had, you know, some nice conversations leading up to the actual event and after. And when you go out and you have people come up to you and say, you guys just sound like you're talking. That's what we're after. My favorite moment, we had a, a moment yesterday where we were having a conversation before everything started. <laughs> And I said something off color, which is what usually happens, right? And and Bo looked at Dina. We were talking with Dina Diorio and said, well, welcome to my life. <laughs> and you know what? You know, we had some fun talking to her yesterday. We talked about a lot of important issues. But we, we as you and I said to each other walking out to our cars, we did it how we do it. Yeah. And uh, that's what it's all about with Good Morning BT. It is 613 off and running from the Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue uh, here in Union County at the Ag Center. Hope to see you today, and we have a lot to bring to you from this event. Welcome back to the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. We are here at the Union County Agriculture Center. Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman on Good Morning BT. 
And on the set, right out of the gate here, I had to make sure that uh, he had all his ducks in a row. Uh, and really, there's no point in the day when Reed Helms is not kind of running around just uh, putting out fires because that's what he does here. Uh, but Reed is the person who uh, reminded us about this, who invited us again, and, and who invited us in the first place. And he's the guy who calls all the shots uh, for this, uh, this incredible event every year. Good morning, Reed. Good morning. Oh, no, I don't hear Reed. Hang on. Let's see. Uh, get his microphone working. Uh, try that one more time. Good <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this may not be working. Uh, all right, let's try it one more time. Good there, there he is. Reed. No. We could hear him, but we wanted to make sure everybody else could hear your fabulous voice. So we're back again for another year. This is the 32nd annual edition. What do we need to know out of the gate? Uh, Rodney Pierce is cooking the barbecue and the marinated turkey. And it is delicious. <laughs> I have been dreaming about that turkey since this time last year. One of my favorite things that you all do. And I have to say that you are one of the most energetic people I've ever met in my life. You've already brought <laughs> cake out to us. You have sausage biscuits on the way. You've been running back and forth making sure the barbecue is getting pulled off of those smokers. How long have they been working on this barbecue? Uh, since Wednesday. Getting everything prepped for it. Uh, I've eaten some of the barbecue, but I've eaten chicken, and I've eaten turkey, but I eat a lot of crow, too. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, tur the barbecue is going to be delicious. Now, Reed, uh, a lot of people tuning in say, what are, what are you all uh, – what's the, what's, I mean, now we're here to eat barbecue, but the bigger picture here of why you all do this every year and why it's become such a – I mean, 32 years, an incredible tradition. Uh, why, why is this here? What do people need to know who are coming here? What are they supporting when they come? It's the only fundraiser that Union County Crime Stoppers has. And uh, we take that money and pay tipsters that call in tips on violent crime, existing crime, and it works. The system works. And that's where our money goes to. And over the years, uh, we have cleared a lot of homicides, just, just all kind of cases, road okay. rage. We've mm -hmm. cleared cases on or I say they, the police officers uh, in the departments. And even back to the Thompson case, and I'm sure you all are familiar with, uh, the good police work took care of that, but we paid this guy some money because he was jogging when he seen the body, mm -hmm. and he reported all. But we, we pay for guns on schools. We got we just found two guns. The Sheriff's Department just found two guns in the uh, uh, school down here at Marshville and we, we will pay we pay out rewards for guns I believe Mecklenburg County pays 500 bucks every time a tip comes in on a weapon in the school system Forest Hill schools where they found them at Forest so Hill. if people are listening and they're thinking all right I like the idea of my money going to help Crime Stoppers. I like the idea of also being part of the community and eating some good barbecue. Tell folks, especially, especially if this might be their first time coming, when they start serving, if they do to-goes, what they need to do if they want to come be a part of this and help the Crime Stoppers raise money for this fundraiser. Well, it was such a, uh increase in attendance last year that we started serving at 10.30, and we'll start serving today at 10.30. And uh, I think y'all had a little bit to do with it. But, uh, <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, the serving at 10.30, and then we have a takeout. that you We've got the marquees at two locations telling you exactly how to come in from Monroe and from Wingate. There'll be officers out there working traffic. And uh, you can start picking up your barbecue plates at 8 a.m. this morning. What? Wow. 
That's uh, they aren't messing around picking up barbecue at 8 a.m. Yeah, I feel like I want to go out and work that to-go <laughs> line, takeout line. But we were all worried for several days. You know, it kept saying it might rain, it might rain. But uh, yeah, I think it sprinkled early this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we probably gonna we gonna the rain's gone, but we might wind up with about 20 inches of wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we talked about the guest list that we have coming up. We're going to talk to Dan Bishop and Mark Harris and Alan Balkum will be here. Uh, I know Miss North Carolina is going to be here today. Taylor yes, Lloyd, yes. Yes, ma'am. Just, yes, uh, just was uh, in the top 10, top 11 at Miss America in Orlando last weekend. Who else should we know that may pass through here? Uh, Adrian Horn, uh-huh. who uh, about three, four years ago, the American Legion in Unionville cranked up a Miss Unionville that they hadn't done since 1960. So they started that contest. And then Kelly, uh, Miss Davis, who uh, we hadn't had a Miss Union County in about 12 years. So we, they cranked that up and elected. And Miss Adrian, uh, Adrian Horn Horn is got the title of Miss Union County and also Miss Unionville. And she will be here. Oh, so she's a double crown, a double title holder. And uh, we it, it's planned for maybe at least two World War II veterans to be here. Oh wow! Wow, that's fantastic. And then people can come. The big thing that's so exciting about the Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue that I love. You offered and you said this. You have takeout that you can start that at at eight a.m. But if people come when you start serving at ten thirty, you have an entire huge room of tables set up so people can come. They can sit. They can meet their neighbors. They can meet strangers they've never met before. Have a great conversation, whether it be political or not, and just in. Enjoy each other. Enjoy the community and just get out and about. It's like a family reunion. We've got a little music, and we, we even got the uh, notorious mayor of Indian Trail, David Cohen, is going to be down here helping us all day today. What? And we have so many people this year that is coming to help us. And so... Will he like it that you called him the notorious mayor of Indian Trail? <laughs> uh, this is a this is a great environment. Oh, look, they're already bringing bags of something, or at least sausage to read. Biscuits. Sausage oh, biscuits. They're bringing us sausage biscuits. Look at that. Y'all All right. are my people. Well, we have uh, much to do this morning at the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. We're on location right inside the door. If you're coming here, uh, coming from Charlotte, where, you know, you head right out 74, Independence Boulevard, and then uh, once you get to Monroe, we're here on the right. On the it's a very easy drive, and uh, we saw a lot of you last year. Hope to see so many more today. We'll keep on broadcasting here on location with Good Morning BT, Bo and Beth. Right now, it's back to the news center. I'm giving out hugs, by the way. Oh, uh, there's, yeah, a, yeah, there's yeah. a shock. <laughs> news Talk 1110 WBT on location from the Union County Agriculture Center. It's the 32nd annual Union County Crime Stockers Barbecue. Our second year, their 32nd year, our second year broadcasting, uh, really the whole day from here. We're here until 10, and then Vince will be here, and then Pete Callender and Brett Winterbull and Brett Jensen. And so it's one of those, uh, it's a car wash day as they say, for the station and for this event. Yes, and we are so thrilled to be back here for a second year in a row. Like you said a little bit earlier in the show, when you get asked back, it means you did something right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, we, have a, we have a number of those lately, so that's a good thing. Uh, let's talk about national politics for a moment because we're going to get hyper-local a little bit later, and we're also going to pull back and do some some state and federal as it relates to North Carolina. But obviously this is uh, this is Iowa week, and now we're just days away, what, what four days now till the New Hampshire 
Hampshire primary first in uh, the nation. And uh, this is the point in time where you, you don't just get weekly polls, you get daily polls. Right. And so uh, as you look at how the uh, GOP nominee preference is uh, lining up here, uh, a Suffolk University uh, Boston Globe joint NBC poll uh, had Trump at 50% yesterday, 50% today. Wow, we just got uh, barbecue. Uh, I mean, they just placed it in front of Beth here. They, and, and me now. <laughs> and a giant bottle of sauce as well. These wow. guys know how how to how to how to make us happy. <laughs> you guys know how to make us stop right in the middle of a uh, a presidential <laughs> a <political> update. <laughs> so uh, we'll get to the uh, eating here in a moment, and you can too. All you got to do is join us here at the uh, Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. But again, the polling numbers day to day from this uh, this joint local poll there in New Hampshire among geo primary voters. Trump is unchanged. 50% yesterday, 50% today. Nikki Haley is up a couple of points today, 36 to 34% behind Trump's 50%. And then Ron DeSantis is way back, uh, 6% today, 5% yesterday. And so uh, that that brings us to the the moment uh, in in North Carolina as it relates to who's going to be the next president. I mentioned all those names, and outside of Trump, you know, it's, it's a battle to be second place. But it does look, Beth Troutman, like it's, it could very possibly be a Trump-Biden matchup once again. Yeah, and I think that's what people have been predicting all along. However, pollsters have acknowledged that polling in New Hampshire is incredibly difficult. And one of the main reasons why is most the majority of registered voters are not registered Republican or Democrat, but rather registered independent, which means they can vote in a Democratic primary or a Republican primary. They get to choose. It's not unsimilar to what happens here in North Carolina. But they say that it is difficult to poll and get accurate numbers because we also saw polls earlier in the week that had the former president at 39 percent and Nikki Haley at 34 percent, which is that's a gap that's closable. Um, So it remains to be seen what actually happens when people get inside that voting booth, when they're in the privacy of that moment and whose name they decide to uh, to put that uh, checkmark beside. Joe Biden, the president, was in Raleigh yesterday in North Carolina, made these comments. And now my predecessors like to say America is a failing nation. In my face, bless me, Father, for his sin. I mean, come on. (laughs) A failing nation. And by the way, did you hear he wants to see the stock market crash? Because he does not want now. We're doing well. He acknowledges by that we're doing pretty damn well economically and getting better. He wants to see the stock market crash. You know why? He doesn't want to be the next Herbert Hoover. As I told him, he's already Hoover. He's the only president to be president for four years and lose jobs, not gain any jobs. Come on, man. You know, some of the things he said, well, I don't get started. But look. Frankly, to put it very politely, he doesn't know what he's talking about. So that was Biden, and uh, most of the speech yesterday was geared toward unveiling this $82 million uh, plan for North Carolina to help connect 16,000 new households and businesses to high-speed Internet. So that was the purpose of his visit, but you wondered uh, at what point uh, of, the, of the speech would he get into the race that he's engaged in right now with, uh, with, with President Trump. President Trump, former President Trump, was on Fox last night on with Sean Hannity. And uh, Hannity's question out of the gate, uh, talking about a big week and uh, how things are sizing up against Biden and the rest of the pack. The largest margin of victory 
prior to your 30-point win on Monday was Bob Dole in 1988 with about just under 13% victory margin. Um, this is historic in so many ways. How do you analyze this? What happened? Why was this bigger than any other uh, Iowa caucus? Because the Biden administration is so bad and we now have a contrast. You didn't have a contrast so much before and now you have a contrast. Why? What happened? You know, we get the most votes of any sitting president in history and then somebody else takes over and they take a look at what uh, we had versus what they have now. We did so much, and you would have never had Ukraine, you would have never had the attack on Israel, none of these things, and you wouldn't have had inflation because I had oil so low. And now we have the exact opposite. We have a mess. We have the worst president in history. Now, uh, the bulk of that interview actually was talking about, uh, you know, this idea you brought up, Beth Troutman, about how uh, independent voters figure in and people who redesignate their status in New Hampshire because he sees Nikki Haley uh, closing the gap in some of these polls. And this is quite a different situation than what the polls said going into Iowa. So I, you know, how Nikki Haley does on, on Tuesday night remains to be seen. But uh, he is she is in in Trump's head right now. Yeah. And and regarding the the Iowa turnout, this is one of the only times we've seen a former president who lost an election, who came back to run again and had that name recognition. He's an incumbent who came in but still had a primary. That's very rarely happened in American history. I think Martin Van Buren was one, maybe Millard Fillmore, Theodore Roosevelt, not people who were in our sites or in our elections, uh, in, in our lifetime span. So this is a unique um, election cycle because you have two incumbent presidents. And even though the incumbent is now suddenly being challenged. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. WBT, where business talks, presented by Ram Pavement. Good morning. We are live from the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue here in uh, Union County, Bo and Beth. And we'll uh, look back at the market close on your Thursday. The major averages closing near session highs as bond yields stabilize and tech stocks advance, boosting the tech-heavy Nasdaq. Shares of Apple pop 3% after a Bank of America analyst expressed optimism about its iPhone business and said that Apple shares could rise 25%. However, shares of health insurers got battered after Humana warned that higher-than-expected medical cost could dent this year's financial results. Shares of Humana fell 10%. The Dow winners Boeing, Apple, and Microsoft, which notched another record close, the Dow decliners, United Health Group, American Express, and Chevron. The Dow clawing back from earlier losses and rising 202 points. The Nasdaq up 200. S&P 500 up 42. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Checking your pre-markets this morning. Dow futures up 108. S&P futures up 23. Nasdaq futures up 140. Rolling on from Union County here. Union County Agriculture Center. That's uh, Preston Road in Monroe, right off Highway 74, Independence Boulevard. And uh, we hope you come see us today. Our station will be here all day long. Beth and I will be here till 10, like always. And then 
Vince Coakley and Pete Callender and Brett Winterbull and Brett Jensen all day long, and plus a lot of the other members of the staff here. Yeah, we basically come in and just uh, set up shop, and I wouldn't say take over because nobody takes over but uh, Reed Helms. He's the one who he's the one who, who takes calls over and all I'm, the shots. I'm here to tell you, if you don't have a plan today to come down to the Crime Stoppers Barbecue, then you need to change your plans. You yeah. need to make that plan. Bo and I were the taste testers this morning. We were the first people to get to taste the incredible barbecue that they're going to be serving, along with their homemade sauce, which I'm going to tell you is next level yummy. So get out here, support. Support the Union County Crime Stoppers, get some incredible food, meet us, and meet some fantastic folks, including Reed Helms and our next guest, who is Richard Helms, no relation to Reed Helms. But he um, says he wishes he was. He, <laughs> he says he wishes he had that kind of energy. A um, Union County Commissioner for how many years? Uh, a little over 11. Right I'm get you to grab that right. Yep, see what I got? Pull, pull that little up little to you. Right up to your mouth. There, there it go. is. There you go. All right. <laughs> so, uh, again, how long? Uh, 11 years. Craig, can you can you punch up his volume just a little bit? Okay, there we go. 11 years, and, and, and how many years do you go back with this barbecue? Uh, about 10. Okay, because this is the 32nd annual here. Uh, give us an idea, uh, because you know the inner workings of this. H- how, uh, what does it take to pull this thing off? Reed Helms. <laughs> 82-year-old Reed Helms, who acts like he's 32. Yep, yeah. he's in his running shoes, running around here right now. That's but true. Who, you, you are in charge of, today, the logistics for the takeout, right? Did you help do those logistics? Well, we all work together. So we've got, we've got a great staff. <laughs> hey, Pat. <laughs> we got people coming by to say hello already. Plus, well, Mr. Republican Party in Union County. <laughs> so, you have a huge staff that, are, that you help put together all of everything that's going I, I on. I can't take credit. Reed put it together. And uh, so, but it, it, we work together. We meet once a month. And uh, they, they are all marvelous. Well, we are so impressed with what you all do put together here because not only do you provide a, 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 a seamless takeout service, you have eat-in service, you have the tables set up, you have all the local and state politicians who come in here. Miss North Carolina's here, plus tons and tons of sponsors. All of that is a testament to your hard work. Well, it's uh, it's a labor of love. It's uh, the Crime Stoppers and what we do helps the entire community. So uh, we uh, we go we actually go to a convention each year, and uh, when you got the larger cities saying how do y'all do it, uh, and it's just uh, our community sponsors. A lot of people around here you'll see this morning are uh, are sponsors. You'll find them on that brochure. Mm-hmm. So the entire community supports it. Yeah. So when when you see. Uh, uh, solicits on TV and on radio and in media, you know, Crime Stoppers. Call Crime Stoppers if you have a tip. And Crime Stoppers provides rewards to those who provide tips. Part of what's going on here today is to raise money to be able to make those payouts and and, and investigate these crimes and, and help stop future ones. Well, that's true. And, you know, like our, our program to identify if a student reports there's a firearm in school, mm-hmm. get that out before it creates a problem. So... Uh, and I think Reed mentioned earlier about one down here at Forest Hills. Yes. Right. Students turned that in. Oh, wow. And uh, But the thing about it is the sheriff's office has a uh, representative in 
all but four schools, right. and that'll probably be fixed this year. Okay. But uh, the kids, the kids love them. They trust them. And uh, I can tell you, you know, my son's been out of school a little bit, but he said his uh, SRO. Right. School resource officer, school yeah. School resource officer was more important in his high school than his teachers. Oh, wow. I mean, he set the example for what's best. And I'm not, don't, I'm not knocking teachers. But, uh, but teachers need the backup. Teachers yes. need the support. I mean, look, um, we unfortunately several times a year end up coming on the air talking about a school shooting. It's, yep. you know, I have two kids that uh, I have one that's just about to graduate and one that's in college now. And they grew up in a different high school and, and elementary school environment than we did. Beth and I remember, you know, tornado drills and, and fire uh, 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 <laughs> You know, fire drills. fire drills, and they still have those, but now you have active shooter drills. Yeah, and this is, uh, along with social media and, and, and different ways threats are, are, are conveyed, you know, kids live up, live, grow up now in a different environment. And so what we're doing here today is not just raising money uh, for, for tips, but, you know, you have a community here that uh, understands and has to uh, operate within this new environment. And so, um, you know, I think this is also a way for us to um, commend uh, those who do that and support you in, in, in this way, because uh, you know it, it's a it's a team effort uh, to try to protect these students. But it's just it's it, when you sit down and think about what what your average student, in addition to going to school and keeping you know keeping up with your studies, has to worry about uh, you know outside outside disturbances. It's yeah. um, it's enough to make you uh, not want to have kids. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Sheriff Kathy is phenomenal about supporting. SROs, mm -hmm. and uh, so and he works and he works doing presentations to schools that are. Right. It's uh, we're lucky to have that. He just got reelected for his sixth term. Mm -hmm. People love him. That's they why do. he's. That's why he got reelected. And the Crime Stoppers Barbecue. This helps support. It's the only big fundraiser for Crime Stoppers. And not only does it help support the the, the tipsters that might come in from the schools, but community wide. Oh, yes. That means all crimes. That means it's supporting a community to come forward and rewarding the people who offer those tips and help solve crimes. Rich, our, our crime our crime rate in Union County is very low. Of course, drugs. We catch it. Drug dealers passing through the county and so uh, but we thank the sheriff for that they're very diligent well I, I, it's important to talk to people like you because it gives insight as to why we're here and what you all do it's barbecue and it's fun today but it's for a very important cause as well uh, thank you uh, Richard Helms Union County Commissioner okay good I to see you it. thank you so much News Talk 1110-993 WBT election 2024 coverage continues and today, all day, the entire station's here at the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. Uh, it happens at 10.30 to 5 p.m. drive through and pickup begins at 8 a.m. That's what uh, Reed Helms told us a few minutes ago. He's the guy that calls all the shots around here. And uh, we just uh, do what Reed says, yes. right? We're just here to uh, make sure that we do exactly as Reed says. And, in fact, he's been booking our show for us today. <laughs> he has. Uh, Union County Agriculture Center. That's uh, right off of 74 if you're coming uh, from Charlotte. And uh, I want to remind you, uh, this is what we're doing today, but uh, no doubt you've heard us talking and you've heard the promos about what's happening on the last day of January coming up. It's going to be at uh, Wingate University at the Bat Center. It is our District 8 
U.S. congressional debate. And this is a, a six-way GOP primary. All six candidates are going to be there with us that night. And one of them is on the set with us right now. Alan Balkum joins us. Good morning. Good to hear. All right, let me get you to pull, pull that a little closer. All right, try that one more time. Good morning. There, there we go. There we go. There we go. Can these, we hear now? We these can. microphones are tricky. Uh, okay. they're, they're hard to get into the, into the right place. Thank you so much for joining us. And also, thank you for agreeing to join us for this debate. This is a seat that's up for grabs. Dan Bishop decided that he was going to run for attorney general. And here you are running in the 8th Congressional District. You're from this area. You're from Union County. And you have quite a list of people who have endorsed you for this seat? Well, these are individuals that I truly respect, admire, hold high esteem for. And I call it law and order because I uh, have, well, start off with the sheriff of Union County, Eddie Cathy. Mm-hmm. Then we have Trey Robinson, who is the district attorney from Union County. From Stanley County, have Sheriff Jeff Crisco. And from Stanley County, have the DA, Lynn Clodfelter. From Montgomery County, have the sheriff, uh, Pete Heron. And then Lynn Clodfelter is the DA as well for Montgomery County. So have the law and order. So that's a big deal when you talk about coming into a race that has six people in this primary, to have people like that coming in and saying, this is, this is the guy we think you should vote for. Well, I, uh, I very much appreciate these people endorsing me. These are individuals that I've known for a long time. They've known me for a long time. They know the principles that I stand for. And uh, quite honestly, they are not accustomed to endorsing candidates in primaries. So I I wear uh, these endorsements with lots of pride. Now, Mr. Balkum, uh, like Beth said, I mean, please, this is, please, Alan, Alan. <laughs> so, Alan, uh, it is a it's a it's a crowded primary. And, um, you know, uh, some names people might recognize listeners to WBT, some they may not. Um, what what do you want the uh, the listeners, the voters, potential voters to know about you uh, that they don't know? And I know and I'll say straight up, uh, <laughs> I was told this. <laughs> And, uh, and this is pretty cool, Beth. Uh, he has never lost a race from student council to county commission to trade associations. Now you're getting in the race for U.S. Congress. So uh, you know a thing or two about winning elections. Why do you think you can win this one? Because I know the district. I operate in the district. I own farmland in four of the counties in this district. I'm vested in the district. I know the people here. I know the challenges. I know the concerns. I have businesses here, and these businesses are not ones I've bought. These businesses are ones that I have started from scratch, built. I know the challenges that government puts onto businesses, small business, and needlessly. uh, There's not another candidate that has the knowledge for the entire district that I do. We do business in every county in this district. There are some interesting things about you that other candidates um, probably can't say. One of the things is you've signed a pledge to only serve three terms, the only candidate to do so, and you've signed a no tax pledge by Americans for Tax Reform. Two important things if people are thinking about who they want representing their district, their area, and as you just said, their potential small business interests. Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm of the opinion that and this is a, one of the 
true reasons that I am running is because I want to see the direction of this country changing. And not so much for me, not so much for my children, but for my grandchildren and their children. Uh, and uh, this, the pledge is a term limits pledge. And as you said, I signed it. You'll have other candidates say, oh, it's great. I like it. Oh, it'd be really good. No, I signed the pledge. And uh, that pledge is that I will sponsor, I'll co-sponsor, I will endorse, I will support, I will vote for, I will do anything I can to get term limits. We get term limits, four years we'll we'll start seeing change. Uh, can you uh, hang on for one more segment with us? Yes, sir. Okay. Love well, to. I want to, well, and I should point out, you're the only person of the six that actually lives in Union County. I am the only person in, of the six that actually lives in Union County, and I will be the first person elected to Congress from Union County. Well, yeah, I that- like the confidence. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Back at it here, live from the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. It's Good Morning BT with Bo and Beth. And we have on the set with us one of the uh, participants in our upcoming GOP District 8 U.S. Congressional Debate. It's going to be at uh, Wingate University coming up on January 31st. It is sold out, so we are excited that uh, a lot of people want to come and hear what these candidates have to say. It's a, it's a six-way battle for the GOP nomination and the right to uh, succeed, at least uh, in nominee form, um, Dan Bishop. And by the way, Dan Bishop is going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, I believe it's going to be by, by phone, but uh, we have lots to talk to him about. Not only uh, this this race that's going on for uh, his uh, soon-to-be vacant seat, but also uh, he is getting his he's getting set to run for attorney general against Jeff Jackson. So uh, lots to talk about there. But uh, Alan Baucom is with us, and uh, we're getting to know you and appreciate you being here. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Now, we were talking last segment with you. You've never lost an election from the time you started running for student council till the time you ran for county commissioner. This is an interesting seat because Dan Bishop, as Bo was just saying, decided that he wanted to run for attorney general, leaving the seat wide open. Six people running against you. When you heard that this seat was open, what was it that spoke to your heart that made you think, I need to step up to the plate. I need to make sure that my voice is heard. Well, first off, uh, I didn't want Dan to vacate it. Uh, Dan is, is uh, quite honestly, the best congressman I've had. He's represented us extremely well. Uh, I appreciate him, at, but he can do great things as AG, and so I fully endorse him. I uh, want him to be there. Now, why did I step up? I was asked to. It wasn't that I had planned to. That wasn't it at all. Uh, when Dan finally told me that he was going to run for AG, I knew who I was going to endorse, and uh, and I knew the person that was going to run in my mind. And that person came to me finally and said, no, I am not running, but uh want you to run. And others had asked me, and uh, there's, there was no other no one else that 
was in that seemingly was going to run that had the knowledge of the district that had the passion to represent the district uh, with the understanding that I have for it. So what do you think separates you from the other folks who are running, the other Republicans who are running in this primary, if there are people who are listening right now who may not even be aware that there are as many candidates yeah, as there sure. are running, what would you say to them right now when they pull that lever for you? Uh, early voting starts on February 15th. Absolutely. And I am not a career politician. Uh, I've been a county commissioner. I was a county commissioner for one term. I, I went there as a county commissioner to do a job. I did it and I left. Uh, I wasn't voted out. I, I left on my own accord. Uh, but I, I uh, like I said, I'm not that career politician. I want to go. I want to do the job. I want to come back. It, uh, I'm not looking for retirement. I'm not looking for any of those things. This is not a bucket list. I don't have an ego that I've got to take and check off. My life would be so much simpler and easier if I didn't do this. I'm doing it because I want to represent the people. I want to help make a difference. I want to be involved in doing that and making that difference. And I'm, a, I'm naive enough to believe that I can help make a difference. You still have rose-colored glasses on. <laughs> I absolutely do. Well, we talk about Dan Bishop, and Dan Bishop was once a county commissioner in Mecklenburg County and uh, has worked his way up the ladder. But um, I, I, when, we, when we talk about, I mean, he, he's, he has not been in Washington very long. And one of the things Beth and I uh, talk about a lot and, and, and you have to say about Dan Bishop is he made a national uh, impression very quickly. I mean, yes. there he was, uh, you know, this time last year, right in the middle uh, of the speakership battle with Kevin McCarthy, and we know how that all went down. But uh, Dan Bishop, you know, has, has made his national mark. So you have to be looking at uh, what he's done and realize that if you're elected to this office, you can make a difference on a national level in a short amount of time. Without question. And if we get term li when we get term limits, that will cause the impetus to be even more concerted that uh, time will be more important, more significant and for people to get things done quicker. And, uh, but, uh, but yes, uh, it, it doesn't take long time uh, to politicians now, to, to accomplish. What about, uh, what about the national scene right now? Where do you come down on uh, candidates running for, for president? I have publicly endorsed Donald Trump. And why is that? Because he is a business person. Uh, he has, he has, when he was there, it cost the average household $15,000 less per year to operate than it does now. Uh, and he, he did it with business approaches, business-like approaches. This is the same approach that I will take as when I'm in Congress to operate as a business. We can't continue spending more than we take in. We cannot continue to leave a border open. We've got to stop it. And, and the first thing we do is stop it. And then we develop practical policies about how we're going to proceed from that point. But we have to stop it. 
Well, we will talk to you uh, at greater length in uh, a few weeks. We'll Absolutely. Look forward to it. Yes, it's a sold-out event, yeah. so people are interested in hearing what you and your opponents have to say, so we're excited to continue the conversation with you. Uh, very much, and I appreciate very much the opportunity to be with you this morning. Absolutely. You. Well, go enjoy some of this barbecue. They just brought us some smoked turkey, and I'm telling you, it's great. And you're enjoying it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I feel like I'm on a cruise. Every time I turn around, I got food. It's like a buffet. When you don't hear me talking, it's because I'm chewing. I so that's Alan Baucom, and he is one of uh, the, the six candidates in the GOP primary for uh, District 8 U.S. Congress. We're going to talk to another uh, candidate, one of his competitors, Mark Harris, will join us next hour. And the guy who's leaving the seat to make uh, this whole six-way possible, Dan Bishop's going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour. So lots going on from the Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. Yeah, Come sounds see like us today. Beth's got her mouth full, it sounds like. <laughs> oh, oh, Mark, Mark. I'm talking so much, Mark. Mark, this smoked turkey. <laughs> it, it is good? so good. Yeah, Ooh. my whole face about fell off. It was so good. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. <laughs> We are live from the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. It's News Talk 1110 WBT. Bo and Beth here. And uh, how do you get to see us? Or No, you don't need to see us. You need to eat the food. Well, we're, yeah. we're just, uh, we're just, we're way down the, the ladder on, on reasons to come We're just what you here. walk past while you get in line. Yes. Uh, and, and we're uh, saying, all right, turkey's over here, barbecue's over here. <laughs> and uh, basically what we really say is, anybody seen Reed? Where's written now? He reads in front of us right now, but that's the most that's the most repeated phrase all day. Uh, Reed Helms, who's the president of this whole operation here, Union County Agricultural Center. It's a 3230 Presson Road. If you want to type it into the old GPS, but uh, actually uh, a better way to say it is is if you're coming from Charlotte, you know, to Monroe uh, on 74, uh, we are uh, right there. Once you get in the main part of the city, to the off on the right at the yeah. Ag Center. I'll give you, you know what? I'll give you just straight on directions. Get on 277, take Independence, stay on 74 for quite some time until you see the flashing sign that says drive in for barbecue this way. <laughs> there was a little flashing road sign that points you in the right direction. You can't miss us. We have with us on set now a guy that we met last year and had a good time with him on the air, Brad Sellers, the city manager of Wingate or Winget. Winget. So, so just settle this once and for all. Just wing it. Wing it. Yeah. If you live, if you live or have been raised in uh, in and around wing it, it's wing it. But we uh, we uh, will appreciate those who say Wingate. So yeah, I, those are the newcomers to to the yeah. Charlotte area or to the Wingate area to Union yeah. County. Yeah. Well, Brad, as the town manager for Wingate, you are responsible for the tremendous growth that Wingate has currently been seeing. You guys are developing homes. You're bringing new people into the area. So you said soon you're going to go from a town to a city. I think we will. I think it, we. I, I won't see it in my lifetime. I don't think, but it, we are headed that way, and and uh, uh, we are very fortunate to. Have have a uh, mayor and, and town board that has had a vision uh, for Winget and uh, to uh, be able to make decisions that are best for our existing citizens and that uh, will uh, create a, a new town for us, really. Well, one of the big things that you have been part of is the, the downtown initiative yes. for the Winget downtown. This is a big deal a very for big folks deal. in the area. It's a very big deal. I, I think Winget is, uh, we're kind of the hidden gem of, uh, of, the, of Union County, uh, we are very fortunate to have Wingate University uh, partner with us. Uh, we've uh, created a partnership some now four years ago where we want to create our own downtown area from the bypass uh, coming into Wingate on North Main Street. And uh, Wingate University has purchased a, a lot of land uh, with that in mind. And uh, the town is uh, 
really proactive in in uh, creating uh, our own little downtown where we can where people can move here and the ones that live here can can live and shop and play uh, where they won't have to leave, uh, leave us. I like that. Anytime you can t- play, I'm I'm in. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now uh, this barbecue, uh, 32 years it's been going on. Mm-hmm. What does this barbecue mean to you? I think this. Uh, I, I worked some yesterday uh, evening in the kitchen with the the other volunteers, uh, and I thought that this this really uh, I liken this to uh, when I was small. I was raised in a Baptist church. That this is uh, kind of a homecoming, if you will. For folks in Union County, because the, the, if you, as you see here, when people get here, there's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows each other, and it's like kind of you know reuniting and, and uh, catching up, if you will. Yeah. Uh, all for a great cause with Crime Stoppers. I mean, you know, we it, it takes a village. It you know to to I mean, obviously in the in the world we're living in today, uh, it's it's so good to be able to have opportunities like this to to try to to, to help. The, the crime in our in our particular our county. Well, this is uh, the only fundraiser that Crime Stoppers has. That's exactly and right. This money goes toward those folks who are just citizens out there who offer tips to help law enforcement catch criminals. It right? Does. It does. And, and we Wingate is 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 home to uh, to Union County Sheriff's Department, and we're so fortunate. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want a sheriff's department in you know in my backyard or jail, but I think we uh, we can. Uh, uh, we're very fortunate to have Sheriff Kathy and his fine deputies, you know, in our own police department. You know, we, we're so fortunate to be able to have them here with us. And one of the things that I love that you said, and you just said it, that this is like a church homecoming it for is. all of Union County. Union County's big, but everybody, when they get here, they know each oh, other. Oh, yeah. And you guys made the joke, and I'm going to say it out loud now on the radio, on the 50,000 watts, this is where you run into all your ex-girlfriends. That's exactly well, That's <laughs> what Reed said. So. <laughs> Yeah, Reed has the most, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I only but I only had one, and that was my wife, so uh, I hope she's listening this morning. And so. you said she's the luckiest lady she's on the, the planet. She's the luckiest woman in the world, yep, yep. <laughs> Just ask her. She'll tell you. So 39 years. So. Oh, well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And so how many years for you is this doing volunteer work this for? This is the, my second year. This is your second yep. year here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've the town has, has always supported Crime Stoppers with, uh, uh, you know, uh, mon- uh, monies towards it. Uh, but Reed captured me uh, two years ago and, and uh, has become really my second father, if you will. Pulled so. you into his tractor beam. Oh, That's yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you. Thanks yes, for stopping sir. by. Yes, sir. We certainly enjoy y'all every day. Oh, we, uh, well, thank, thank you. you. We, uh, we enjoy being here, and we enjoy uh, – the, the, we, we encounter a lot of people during the year who uh, we've met here that listen, and that's really sure. always a cool thing. Yeah, now we're all we're, – this is like a homecoming for us yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. News Talk 1110 WBT, Bo and Beth here on location from the Union County Agriculture Center. And uh, we're going to cross the streams now, brought to you by Ph.D. Weight Loss, with a guy who uh, is going to be here later on today. And uh, he knows what he's getting into. Uh, We're just setting the table for uh, Brett Winterbull. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going great. Good morning. It's uh, great to be with you guys. And it's going to be awesome to be out there this afternoon um i loved i loved it last year and i loved it uh, before that it's really it's going to be awesome i'm excited 
Well, we have been thrilled so far. We have gotten to talk to to the, the local folks here. We've talked to Alan Bauckham, who's going to be part of the debate that you are also going to be part of um, with us on January 31st. Um, we've got Mark Harris is going to be stopping by, Dan Bishop, uh, who's running for attorney general, who is the one who's vacating the District 8 seat that all these folks are running for. So we know that you're going to get to have great conversations with some of these folks, too. And they were just calling it, Brett Winnable, a, a homecoming. It's like a Baptist church homecoming down here because everybody knows everybody once they get in the doors yeah it's awesome and and look uh the food is amazing the fellowship is is fantastic and it goes to such a, a an important cause as as you all were saying in, in just in the last uh, couple of minutes you know this is about keeping community safe uh, this is about having the money to uh be able to get out there and get tips and get things like that where uh you know, security is, is a number one issue, whether it's in this community or, or nationally. Uh, it's, it's, it's a hugely important thing. If you don't feel safe, you have nothing. And that's, uh, that, that, that's, that's the great work that these folks are doing. We were uh, talking earlier to uh, Alan Baucom, who is going to be one of the participants in our GOP debate coming up on January 31st. Uh, like Beth said, we got uh, Dan Bishop and, and uh, Mark Harris uh, going to be with us before, before the show is over. And, uh, you know, talking about uh, North Carolina things, but also talking about what's happen, happening on a national scene. And we're four days now away from uh, the New Hampshire primaries. And, and, you know, now we're at the point where you're not getting weekly polls, you're getting daily polls. And and uh, the latest uh, polling uh, uh, out of New Hampshire still has Trump at 50%. Now, Nikki Haley, uh, 36% today, 34% yesterday. You know, DeSantis is way down out of the picture in, in New Hampshire. But uh, 50 to 36, as we're four days away, uh, what does that say to you about this race between Trump and Haley? It's a, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge gulf, uh, but you can never underestimate how this stuff is going to go or overestimate how this stuff is going to go. Uh, my, my guess is that Trump w will prevail. Remember, he has spent the last four years building infrastructure, not, not in, the, in the tar and the uh, you know, uh, building sort of sense, but has built infrastructure inside support. And uh, this is where it pays off, because when you need somebody to come out and vote, you have that ability to influence them to do that. And so this is this is this is going to be a, 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 a very hard fought battle. But, you know, I hate to say this and I really do hate to say this. Twenty eight will be here before you know it. And so will thirty two. And Nikki Haley's still very young. DeSantis is very young. Um, and, and so I think we are going to see a lot of, uh, of action to come with these folks uh, it, 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 now and into the future. I know we're talking about New Hampshire. That's the obvious closest race to us. But South Carolina is not too far away. And you're hearing talk about what it will mean to Nikki Haley if she is beaten by Trump in her own state where she was the governor. Um, you know, what what does it mean from your perspective? I mean, if you can't win the state that you were governor of, and it's quite possible that she loses South Carolina by a, a decent margin, um, what do you think the campaign of Nikki Haley does I'm, I'm, you know, when that happens, if yeah. you look at the polls right now. Yeah. Okay. But, but here's the thing. And in fairness to Nikki Haley, she hasn't been governor here for a long time. It's been a, 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 a substantial amount of time since she was governor with eight years, right, or something, something like that. So, you, you, it's not like DeSantis losing Florida. Now, DeSantis is going to lose Florida. I mean, if he if he stays in this thing, he's not going to he's not going to prevail in Florida. So, 
I don't know that it carries that kind of a stuff other than the sting at that exact moment when the when the race is called. But I, I she was she was out of the picture. She's been out of the picture for a long time, and and I think that's 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 an important consideration to to think about as well. Well, and really quickly, I think this is a unique election year, a unique primary cycle, because we haven't seen in history a lot of times in American history, a president who lost a sitting president who lost a race, who then came back to run again. It's only happened a few times. And this is a a different kind of primary cycle just in name recognition alone. Yeah, I mean, what, what Teddy Roosevelt, I think, was one of them, right? Because of the uh, Bull Moose Party and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, and but I think Buchanan was one, and maybe Fillmore. Yeah, yeah, Buchanan, <laughs> what, a, what a horrifyingly bad president! <laughs> but, but here's the thing, just really quick about that: um, this is the matchup, and I know nobody wants to acknowledge it, but this is the rematch that everybody wanted to see. And, and I'm sorry, but whether you want to see Biden beat Trump, you want to see Trump beat Biden, this this is this is the the Pacquiao kind of fight. With, uh, with with getting in that ring and doing it, and we're going to wait and see. It's going to be interesting, and there's you can't necessarily guarantee that come the summer uh, you won't be in a situation where maybe they go out to the mound and uh, ask for the ball and look to put somebody else in during the summer. Who knows? Well, look, I know there's been talk about Gavin Newsom maybe, uh, but I I saw the name pop up again yesterday, and it it comes up every few months, and I I think you probably know who I'm going to say, but Michelle Obama. Yeah, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's that's something that's there. Now, there's one other possibility, and I know you guys are up against it, but let me just say this really fast. There's one other possibility, which is maybe people are just going to lay back and let these two do whatever they do, and then with an eye towards 2028, you know, have a, have a reset. Because no matter what, this matchup will never happen again. That is true. It can't happen again. Uh, what can happen is more of this conversation. Uh, Brett Winterbull will take the baton at 3 o'clock this afternoon from where Beth and, and then yours truly are sitting right now. So uh, uh, we won't see you, but they'll see you soon. And uh, thanks a lot. Hey, thanks, guys. And enjoy the barbecue. I can't wait to get there. I'm about to eat it right now. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. We are here at the Union County Agricultural Center, and this is the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue, our second year here, Beth Troutman. We're thrilled to be back, and we are thrilled to have our next guest who joined us here on the set. Mark Harris. Uh, I think it's, uh, I mean, it, it's not even an argument. In this six-way primary uh, for the GOP uh, nomination, uh, the U.S. Congress District Number 8, I think he's easily the most recognizable name out of that mix. Uh, Mark Mark Harris has had, uh, boy, you have to call it a roller coaster, a ride for you uh, so far in your political career. 
Well, uh, Bo, first of all, it is such a pleasure to be with you and Beth in person. I wake up to you every morning and, and hear you throughout the morning. So it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning. Yes, I, I guess you could call it a roller coaster, but uh, I think of it as a journey mm -hmm. that we've been on. And, um, you know, I'm just very grateful to be here, grateful to have this opportunity. Well, let's actually talk about that. Now, when you ran um, the first time, this was District 9 at the time. It's been redrawn, so now it's technically District 8, or it is District 8. You have this uh, unique opportunity here that not a lot of people get, and you and I were talking about this before we came back on the air. It's uh, a moment of, and you would say this word, a moment of redemption in some ways for you. Well, it's an opportunity to really take something that uh, was done very wrong, uh, in my estimation, by the State Board of Elections and the process back in 2018. Um, and so uh, I feel like uh, I tell folks all the time, we're not in this race to relitigate 2018. Uh, we've got to think about the present. And we've got to think about the future. That's one reason that I got in this race is the very issues that I ran on in 2018 have become exponentially worse than they were. I tell folks all the time, you know, I, I look at the issue of the border. In 2018, we were pushing to build that wall and helping President Trump finish that wall. And and we look today at what's happened at the border, and it's, it is probably, well, no, not probably. It is the number one issue happening. Because if you want to talk about the economy, it's being affected by what's happening at that border. You want to talk about what's happening in national security, it's being affected by that border question about that, because one of the things that Ron DeSantis, who is currently running against the former president, one, one of the things he talks about when he's campaigning is the border wall itself and why that wall, more of that wall wasn't built in Donald Trump's four years. What do you think was going on and why more wasn't done in the time that he served? Well, I think, you know, you've got to remember every administration from the time they come into office and the time they start getting things moving, it takes time to really began to get that built and I think the Trump administration if you think about the southern border the miles that they were looking to put up it took time to get there and and there were it was material laid out ready to be built when the Biden administration came in and they just scrapped it they scrapped all of that I mean, you talk about waste that happened and and so we have just seen because it was obviously their policy that we would have no border and that's what we're seeing play out today. Um, and it, it's a tragedy that's affecting every aspect of our culture and society. And we've got to get that right. When you uh, look at what's happening on a national scale, the, the presidential race, mm -hmm. um, and I know that, uh, that, that I mean, we've talked for years at, at different parts of presidential races because yes. it's, it's been a long time that we've been talking to you in various uh, different particular political battles. But when you look at what's happening right now, President Trump just won Iowa by a huge margin. Yes, uh, you've got Nikki Haley, former South Carolina governor and was in Trump's cabinet. Uh, she's running in New Hampshire. She's running second. Then you have Ron DeSantis, as we mentioned, in Florida. When you watch what is now a three-horse race uh, for the GOP presidential nomination, uh, you're a little bit down the ticket. But what do you think about what's happening at the top? Well, it's interesting. You know, our race is uh, coming up on Super Tuesday. Right. I guess there's part of me that wonders, are we even going to make it to Super Tuesday in the presidential race? Um, because anybody that looks at this with reality, Ron DeSantis doesn't seem to have anywhere to go. 
um, coming out of Iowa. I mean, he's really way back in New Hampshire. Um, I, I don't think South Carolina is going to be a saving grace. So to be 0-3, even going into Super Tuesday. And then Nikki Haley, you know, she's in New Hampshire, but she's going to get – she's losing. I mean, the latest poll yesterday showed her significantly. And there's some questions about um, Democrats voting in that primary up there uh, and the role. And then when you get to South Carolina, when she loses pretty significantly, I believe, the polls are going to show on her own home turf um, – you know, she's going to be 0-3. The question is, what's going to happen? I still believe those that believe in President Trump and are going to stand with him are going to show up on Super Tuesday uh, to make that statement. But I do think there's some questions as to are the other candidates going to make it to that. Well, you're going to hang out with us for a little while longer here sure. on the set. You're here for, as you said a few minutes ago, you're here for a while today. I'm here for the day. Uh, this is, I mean, this is where everybody is today, the 32nd annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. And you did, uh, as you sat down, you heard uh, Alan Balkum earlier, and we were yeah. talking about he, he being uh, living in Union County. You say to that. Yes. Well, I, I, we actually have an apartment here and live in Indian Trail. My wife okay. teaches at Metrolina Christian Academy, American History, and has done so for five years. I preach up in Mooresville, and I make the commute now, and uh, we are here in Indian Trail. Well, uh, he's going to stay with us. Uh, we're talking to Mark Harris, a guy we know well on WBT, and uh, we're about to have a debate, a six-way debate, which he will be part of on January 31st. And the last time we did one of these debates, it was to fill the seat because you had stepped down, and this was back when it was District 9. That's right. But it's interesting how, uh, you know, Dan Bishop ends up winning that uh, uh, well, I think it was an eight-way race, if I remember correctly. But anyway, he won that one, and now it's like full circle that now you're running for the seat that he's vacating because now he's going and running for something it's else. It's like a relay race. You guys are just <laughs> handing the baton off to each other. Well, we pray pray that that's the way it turns out is the handing of the baton. All right, stay with us. We have the Reverend Mark Harris with us who's running for Congress uh, here in Union County at the Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. Well, technically, John Moore is in the Ty Boyd studio. We are in the the annexed Ty Boyd studio in Union County, which really is the Reed Helms studio. We're in the right. vestibule of the Reed Helms studio. <laughs> <laughs> which is all uh, a fancy way to say the 32nd annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. We are at the Union County Agricultural Center in Monroe. And on the set with us is one of the participants who will be with us on January 31st at Wingate University at the BAT Center when we have the District 8 uh, six-way GOP primary debate. And uh, Mark Harris, the Reverend Mark Harris, you know, I was looking back uh, through my notes and I was trying to figure out what exact date it was. I'll never forget uh, October 27th of 2018. Uh, this is before Beth got here, but, it, you know, we were, Brett Jensen, myself, Mark Garrison, we were at Bojangles Coliseum because President Trump was in town uh, to make a campaign speech on behalf of two congressional candidates. One of them was Ted Budd yes. and the other was the Reverend and Mark Harris. And I was thinking about that night, and I remember talking to you um, after. We actually talked to you like in the parking lot right in front of the uh, of the as people were going out, we saw you. I was walking. I said, "That's uh, we need to talk to Mark Harris." And we ran up and, you know, sort of talked about you uh, having just finished, uh, you know, being endorsed by President Trump and having him come on your behalf. And I think to myself, now all that's happened since that period of time a lot has happened to you i mean for a guy who um I, I, there's part of me that when i heard you were running again i thought to myself is he gonna is he ready to go through this whole rigmarole again and uh so i i, I kind of want to 
go back to that night and, and go forward and, and, and just ask you, uh, with all that's happened uh, in your, we, I said roller coaster earlier, and you said it's a journey, and, and no doubt about that, but, but uh, you, you're, despite all that's happened, Mark Harris, you're ready to give this a go again. And some people would say, why? Yeah, and that's a great question. Um, I've, I've had uh, my closest friends say, why would you put yourself through that again? And honestly, I, I think it comes back to I, I feel a call to serve. I, I felt that uh, in that election uh, when I ran. It, you know, people say, why did you take that step of running for public office? You know, I think all of us, we vote for people, we elect people, and then we get disappointed uh, a lot along the way. And there came a time in my life where I, I had done that plenty of times. I'd been engaged. I had supported candidates. I had uh, worked for candidates and uh, stood on the issues that were important and then been disappointed. And it came a time where I realized the only person that I could probably trust to actually do what he said he was going to do or what she said they were going to do was the person I was looking at in the mirror and and stand on those convictions, stand on that core. And so uh, that's when I really took the step to, to get involved and run. That night that you referenced, um, uh, Bo, will be a night I'll, I'll never forget. I mean, that, that was a day few people, I guess, in life get an opportunity to actually have 30 to 45 uninterrupted minutes in the beast. Uh, I mean, when we've been there to greet President Trump getting off of Air Force One, uh, and we went down the line, and he, uh, uh, Ted and his wife were there, Beth and I were there, and I was at the end of the line, and he shook our hands, and he said, now, how are you all traveling? And I thought we were traveling in that van that was parked back there. That's where Beth had put her pocketbook and everything <laughs> that we were going to be going in. And he said, well, don't, uh, why don't y'all just ride with me? And next thing I know, we're being ushered into the beast. And so for 30, 45 minutes coming from the airport, all the way uh, to the center, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And um, just talking to him, and to be honest, that was not the first time he'd come and done a fundraiser for us uh, earlier that was held over at Carmel Country Club. But the fact of the matter is, he was so down to earth, the conversations we had in that car uh, were just excellent. And we just understood that this is a man, he was interested in what we believed, what we thought. and. Uh, you know, it was just fascinating, the conversation that we had. But there has been a lot of things that we've gone through. But, uh, again, I look at the issues. I look at the things that we're facing in our country today. I have 10 grandchildren, and I really do want to see them grow up in the kind of America that I grew up in. My dad, as you know, was a prisoner of war in World War II. I lost him 10 years ago um, at age 90. But I recognize that the legacy he left to me I want to be able to leave to my grandchildren that when the times call for leadership and call you to step up and stand up and speak up, that you've got to be there. And that, that's why I'm doing it. So the, the things that you want to stand up and step up and speak up for, if the people who are listening who are part of District 8 who are thinking, okay, who am I going to vote for? Early voting starts on February 15th. Who am I going to vote for? What would you say? These are the things that I want to stand up, step up, and speak up for. If I were to say that the top three things that right now, and there's a whole host of issues, as I knock doors and I ask people what issue is most important to you, most of the time they're, they're at a loss for words because they say, 
the whole situation is just a train wreck right now. And But I do think the border, as I already mentioned, has got to be brought under control. I also think the spending issue. When I ran in 2018, we talked about how horrendous our national debt was at $21 trillion. Well, we're now looking at that in the rearview mirror. We're over $34 trillion right now. One of the things I love about Dan Bishop is, is he, he did exactly what I would committed to do, and that was to join the Freedom Caucus and to stand strong uh, there in Washington. And because the Freedom Caucus represented people that really understood that the fiscal crisis in America is a major crisis. And, I mean, we're not at a point of nickel and dime cuts. We're at a point where we've got to cut whole departments. We've got to shut down the Department of Education, put that back to the states. Um, Look at the Department of Energy. Look at the Department of Commerce. Those are departments that I think we need to seriously look. So we've got to get spending under control. We've got to get our military rebuilt. This administration has turned our whole military situation into a social engineering experiment, and we've got to get involved and get new leadership and hold them accountable for what's happening there. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. And we are on location at the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman here, and we have on the set one of the candidates in the U.S. Congress District 8 GOP race, uh, one of six, because uh, you all are going to be with us on January 31st at the uh, uh, debate we'll be having. Beth and I'll be moderating that along with uh, all the members of the WBT team, and it's going to be at the BAT Center there at Wingate University. Reverend Mark Harris, uh, running for office again. I think we'd be remiss in a conversation with you if we didn't touch on what happened in 2019. And if you're a voter who uh, watched that process play out, and of course the accusations of absentee ballot tampering in McCrae, Dallas, and it was, I mean, it was a a scandal that the whole nation was watching uh, as that went on and on. And then in 2019, there was the hearing, uh, a a very emotional time for you and your family. Uh, You made the decision then after a, a special election, a new election was, uh, declared, you made the decision to not run in that and and get out of the race. And I think, you know, uh, I said earlier, you're easily the most recognizable name of the six running in this GOP primary. But part of it is because people know about that scandal and that controversy and probably want to know, okay, Mark Harris decided back then in 2019, I'm not going to run. I'm going to get out of politics for now. And now you're getting back in. So, so what's happened between now and then? And I think Look, Beth and I were talking to you off the air. There's probably a lot that was going on behind the scenes at that time that the average person doesn't know about. That's correct. There, there was a whole lot going on. And I, I tell folks, you know, in a, in a brief interview, there's no way that I can cover all of that. And so I encourage folks. Um, it's documented. Uh, my wife actually did two years of research, uh, put all of it together. There's a book called 13 Ballots, Manufactured Scandal that Overturned an Election. Governor Huckabee wrote the foreword for it. Uh, I wrote the epilogue to it. My wife, Beth, wrote the book. It's a, you can get it Elizabeth Harris uh, as the author. But, you know, there were a lot of things that were going on. I, I'll just say <clears throat> one of the reasons that we know so much more now than we were even told during that time of the hearing. 
I, I mean, the information that was withheld is the first time in history in North Carolina that an election was overturned when the number of ballots in question um, was not going to affect the outcome of the election. I mean, on election night, I was up by 1,800 and some votes. Then they started counting the provisional ballots and all of that, and they got the count down to 905. And there was something, I guess, magical about getting it below 1,000 because every one of the counties had certified their, their race. And when it came to the State Board of Elections, uh, I was in orientation to the 116th Congress. I remember Washington. interviewing you on this show when you were up there as a freshman congressman-elect. Correct. And, and you know, going through the – you've got to be one of the, fr the few uh, people who's ever gone through that process but never were there to actually do it for real. Let me tell you, my picture – Still hangs in the Capitol <laughs> with the class of uh, of twenty that was going to go in in twenty nineteen the hundred sixteenth Congress, and uh, in fact those were, that was the year AOC and and some mm -hmm. of the others were elected. So, uh, but yes, we went through that process. I'm the only candidate running that I guess I'm going to save everybody government money because I don't have to even go through orientation again. I completed <laughs> the two weeks, so if I win this seat, I don't have to go through it again. We'll be ready on day one, as they oftentimes say. But you know there were so many things that were happening. And um, uh, we got sick in the process. Uh, there's a chapter in the book that talks about the illness. I became sepsis. I have a diverticulitis, uh, and it ruptured, and it got into my bloodstream. I became sepsis. I was in intensive care. Uh, Presbyterian, I'll always be thankful, or Novant, I guess I should call it, uh, Presbyterian, Maine. Um, I mean, they, they worked hard. They saved my life, and I'm very, very grateful for all of that, but I was facing two surgeries coming out of that. That was the reason I decided to not run. I mean, I sat down and talked to my family, and uh, they said, Dad, you know, we want you here. Uh, we want you to be here in the lives of our children. You know, so I made the decision not to run. Dan Bishop won that seat. Dan has, I, I believe if I look at the timing, um, it took a Dan Bishop, uh, and I think his voice has been strong. And I think he has absolutely uh, stood firm. He has been consistent. In fact, I tell people all the time, there's three things when I stepped into this arena that I said are desperately needed in our leadership. And that is character, consistency, and courage. If we could have a Congress made up of men and women who were filled with character, consistency, and courage, what a difference our nation could be could be in and I think Dan has personified that and I felt like when I ran that's what I'm bringing to the table uh, in 2018 I'm back um, by the grace of God I'm back 150 percent um, I maintain a great schedule I not only preach and and pastor to church but I also have served as vice president of the Family Research Council out of Washington DC Tony Perkins and General Boykin in fact we're honored to have General Boykin coming uh, a week from tonight he'll be in Union County uh, doing an event on my behalf and uh, this three-star uh, retired Army general so I, I just I think folks that know me uh, know where I stand and they they know the injustices that were done through that process but I look back again not in here to relitigate that but I'm not afraid to talk about it if people have the time and want to hear the truth about it yeah well, I think that's the important point the people who know you they know what you stand for um, and I think 
and this is kind of back to Bo's point, that you get to tell the story now about um, maybe the full story that the, the media told maybe in a different way during that election cycle. I think when people hear your name who aren't really closely plugged into politics and following things day after day after day, they remember the narrative of uh, election interference and his son testified against him. And those are the two headlines that stick out in people's minds. What would you say to to change that narrative or clear that narrative? Well, I dare people to go and read the transcripts of the hearing because that was the media's line that my son testified against me. If you go back and read the transcripts, my son talked about my character. He talked about his love for me. He talked about the fact that he had simply shared with me and my wife an opinion he had going into that race. And and we we heard him, but ultimately we made a different decision. Now, was he correct? We'll never know because the truth of the matter is, I tell people all the time, they refused to put McCray Dallas on trial. There was never a trial. Years went by. He refused to take a plea deal. They tried to get him to do a plea deal. He refused, and they never would go on trial. His trial was going to be my best opportunity to find out what happened. I told people all along, I just want to know what actually happened. And so, in fact, we paid a private investigator to go recently, I mean, in the last six months, to talk to folks and figure out what actually happened down there. And, you know, unfortunately, they, uh, McCray Dallas never got to go to trial in December, I guess it was, of 21. Um, he contracted cancer, was diagnosed with lung cancer, yeah. and in April of 22, on my birthday of all days, wow. he passed away. And um, so we would never know what actually happened. But at the end of the day, we do know the facts. And the State Board of Elections, that should have been an administrative hearing that should have happened around two eight-foot tables because it was the first real case we all saw of administrative overreach and where a government agency was weaponized for political purposes. And that is the story of that 2018 election. We're running late, but I got one last question for you. I've, okay. I've wondered this all along. Have you ever talked to Dan McCready since this all happened? I still have, I think, a voicemail on my phone from Dan McCready after the hearing which he was wanting me to enter into a lawsuit to try with him to try to tell the general to fight the general assembly's law that there would have to be a new primary he didn't want there to be a new primary right. he genuinely thought i was going to be the other candidate that would be running against him they had felt they had damaged me so much that they would beat me in in a do-over election. And that's all this was about, was getting a do-over election for Dan McCready. And um, so I have the voicemail. I think I still have it there from him. But bottom line, I chose not to run, which, again, it, it totally destroyed the Democrats, uh, what their 
mentality was that we'll ruin this guy, we'll try to destroy him, and then we'll get a do-over and we'll be able to win this election. <laughs> I just imagine the two of you sitting down at a diner, you know, like uh, two or three years removed, looking, looking at each other going, what the heck just happened? Yeah, with <laughs> whiplash, you know, <laughs> you sharing a cherry lemon <laughs> sun drop and talking about you the know, race. Forget what side you're on. You know, the two of you, uh, you know, adversaries in the campaign, but you went through, uh, uh, as I said at the start of this, a roller coaster. You can't, no you can't argue that. Uh, look, we will hear more from you coming up in a few weeks at the uh, the D8 debate, and we'll see you there, and we thank you for your time. Thank you all for all you do, and uh, just keep Charlotte informed. Thank you. It's uh, the Reverend Mark Harris here on set with us. Welcome back. News Talk 1110 WBT. I feel like uh, Rush Limbaugh used to come back from break sometimes and say, not enough time to be fair with another caller. <laughs> we went a bit long with uh, Mark Harris, but we got into some deep conversation, and uh, I think it was a, a conversation that was important to have, especially as we're about to uh, moderate a debate where he's part of it. And a lot of voters are uh, wondering what was the uh, inspiration for a guy like him to get back into this right. uh, this whole political scene, because he's certainly been through a lot. We are here for one more hour. Dan Bishop is going to join us just past the top of the hour. He's going to call, uh, and we'll talk to him about his attorney general race that he's running, uh, getting set to face off against Jeff Jackson. And all these uh, candidates we've been talking about are vying to fill his seat that he's leaving. But I, before we hit the top of the hour, Beth Troutman, I want to bring back on the man who runs everything here, the president of the uh, Union County Crime Stoppers Association here, Reed Helms. Uh, you're the first guy we saw when we walked in. You're the guy that that, like I said, uh, calls all the shots around here, everything going according to plan. Yes, sir. Oh, hang on. He's not, we're not having him on the mic. Try that again. Yes, sir. There we go. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> we're getting things here. So what, if, if, you're, if you're thinking about coming here and getting some barbecue, what are the times, what are the instructions? The takeout order uh, is starts at 8, and they're already lined up coming through, and then we start serving at 1030. Uh for the elderly group, uh, Union County Sheriff Eddie Cathy provides limousine golf carts. Oh, wow. In case they have to park in the over parking area and they'll pick them up. Oh, how wonderful. But now some of you older guys, be a gentleman and drop your wife out in front door and go park the car. <laughs> I love that you're teaching people some etiquette. Chivalry people, is not dead. It is not dead. So tell people how, if they want to do the takeout line, how they, do they pre-order? Do they order when they get here? And if they want to come in, what's the charge? How do they come? They park, they get in, what happens? Takeout. $10 plate. We got half a dozen people within 50 foot of where you pick up. The barbecue's on the inside. We take it out. Bob's your uncle. Matter of seconds. <laughs> and you got your plate if you got the money. A matter of seconds. You got your plate and you're raring to go. And what about if you're heading in to sit down at the table and enjoy? Come in off of 74 from a Hilltop. The uh, tractor place, Kubota, and Ag Center Sheriff's the same driveway. There'll be a big sign up there says, eat in only and just come around and park and come on in with us all right we're here for another hour dan bishop congressman dan bishop joins us on the other side of the news can't wait life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
News Talk 1110 WBT. We continue live from the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. Bo Thompson and Beth Troutman here at the Union County Agricultural Center for the barbecue that goes all day long. Uh, they've already started lining up, and uh, they'll be serving barbecue through 5 p.m. this afternoon. Our next guest on the WBT hotline was with us uh, last time we were here for this a year ago. And it's 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 really wild, Beth, the way the political merry, merry-go-round goes, because we're here promoting our 8th district debate, which is coming up on January 31st. The last time WBT did one of these, it was for the then 9th district debate, uh, it, and it was this battle uh, with a, a number of candidates and the guy that emerged from that group to go on to run for Congress and win was Congressman Dan Bishop. In and now, this very location. And now we're talking to people who are trying to fill the seat that Dan Bishop is now vacating to go run for Attorney General. Uh, Congressman, um, I'm just trying to keep up with everything. <laughs> Good morning, guys. I'm glad to be with you. And Beth, you're exactly right. That debate was right there in the Ag Center in Monroe. And uh, that it's been quite a whirlwind, but they tell me that you shouldn't come to Washington and stay here forever, and so I'm putting them taking that to heart. <laughs> well, you know, we keep saying that some years in North Carolina, uh, you'd be hard pressed to, to to find somebody on the street, even somebody that's uh, politically connected, that knows who's running for attorney general. And now here in 2024, uh, you've got arguably the most interesting. Uh, battle in the entire state. I mean, look, uh, you with your history and your experience and Jeff Jackson, who's a U.S. congressman, the two of you running against each other uh, for AG. I mean, I am uh, I'm, I'm sitting here with my popcorn ready to watch this the whole thing play out. Well, I'm glad you are. Uh, it is a, it, it, the attorney general's offices in the states have become increasingly important over a number of years because in the political polarization that we have, and for a variety of reasons, it seems like Congress is kind of stuck. And we've seen evidence of that this week in the appropriations uh, result where we just have another continuing resolution. It's not really acceptable to anybody. Um, and uh, but, but what's happened then is the administration, the presidential administration has tried to do more and more. Regulatory agencies try to exceed their uh, limits, and lots of times the attorneys general are the ones who are, who are uh, stopping that. And then it's also a tremendously important office in the state. Republicans have not been successful, as you know, in the elections for that since uh, Reconstruction, and I intend to change it. Well, let's talk about that. Um, how do you intend to change that? How do you intend to convince voters that uh, you're the right man for the job? Because I will tell you, down here, we've you know we've talked to Mark Harris, we talked to uh, Alan Balkum, who are running for the seat that you are vacating, and both of those gentlemen said that they were huge supporters of yours, and uh, you know were very very glad that you were our congressperson. So you've got the support of people here in the district. That's different than a statewide race. How do you go about changing how voters think about? the attorney general's race and 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 get a republican there in office beth it happens to come at a uh, a particularly uh, salient time uh in that i don't think there's ever been a better opportunity to bring to the voters a message of law and order uh, there is our cultural and civic order is hard pressed in so many ways if you talk about from the federal perspective, just sort of this disastrously uncontrolled border and the degree to which you just have a, a lot of people who are not very well rooted, who are just, you know, crowding streets outside the Roosevelt Hotel in New York. But we see that those issues in North Carolina, you see a lot of 
fentanyl drug deaths. You see uh, increasingly bizarre, crazy kind of criminal conduct like Romare Bearden Park in Charlotte last July, uh, also New Year's Eve. Uh, I could name a, a hundred of those instances. People are hungry for a restoration of normality in law and order, and that's what I'll stand for. I will not be a progressive uh, you know, law enforcement uh, leader uh, that wants to uh, introduce uh, uh, so-called restorative justice that, you know, wants to test. Um, and and I'm uh, dealing with DAs all around the state. You're going to see lots of endorsements for me from DAs who are frustrated by the absence of leadership in the AG's office. Congressman Dan Bishop joining us here uh, on News Talk 1110 WBT. Uh, we're here at the 32nd Annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. Uh, I want to talk about uh, something happening in Washington. The House approving a short-term spending bill yesterday to keep the government funded through March. Um, what about this legislation, and uh, how far do you see this going? Uh, Bo, it's another example, unfortunately, of kicking, of, uh, kicking the can down the street. Uh, it, is, it represents sort of a continuation of spending under the plans Nancy Pelosi drew up last Congress, and uh, it, it is not what you'd consider to be a success. I don't think Speaker Johnson considers it to be a success, uh, but uh, we frankly need um, tougher Republican conference members who are prepared to go to the mat and make sure that some essential conservative change happens uh, as we make, we pass these new spending bills, and the and the one I think most Americans are interested in that I made reference to earlier is securing the border. Uh, I think Americans would say if you can't secure the border, you ought to hold up spending until you get it done, in order to force that to happen. Um, so that's my view, but that's not a view that has prevailed. Essentially, we've just done another continuing resolution. We kick the can out till March, and then unless some other uh, Unless some courage develops up here, we'll probably end up with another omnibus appropriations bill, probably going to require a presidential election to get this dynamic fixed. Talking to uh, Congressman Bishop here. He's going to stay with us for one more segment, and we'll continue the conversation. Got some questions about uh, the presidential race that's going on right now and, and a bit more about the attorney general matchup uh, that so many of us are anticipating for this year. And, yes, technically, uh, Jeff Jackson's got to clear a primary on his side of things, but the, the two likely candidates and the two big names, obviously, are, are two guys that have uh, pretty decorated political careers thus far, both right now U.S. Congressman and uh, Jackson and Bishop. All right, a lot going on here at the Union County Agricultural Center. We just had a an unexpected guest walk onto the set. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet, but I am going to tell you he's going to be in the news quiz, the Friday news quiz. He didn't even know this yet. Uh, he's he's you know he's glad handing and talking to people right now, but he's going to be. Yet another guest into the uh, field for the uh, Friday News Quiz with Mark Garrison coming up at 935. Meanwhile, we are here at the uh, Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue's 32nd annual. And joining us on the phone uh, is a guy we, we had we talked to on the set here last year. Uh, and he is U.S. Congressman Dan Bishop, who, of course, now uh, is getting set to uh, run for attorney general. And I mentioned before the break that um, I was asking about the, uh, the, the Jeff Jackson, Dan Bishop matchup. Technically, uh, 
Jeff Jackson has uh, Tim Dunn and uh, and Satana DeBerry uh, in the primary there. Uh, and assuming that Jeff Jackson makes it past that primary, he'll face off with Dan Bishop. Uh, Bishop is unopposed. So uh, Dan Bishop's been able to think about the general election for a while now. And by the way, the announcement was made on this show uh, several months ago with Brett Jensen uh, when Dan Bishop uh, declared that he was running. So we'll get back to that in a minute, but I know, Beth, you have a question. Well, you know, I have tons of questions going on in my mind right now to ask the uh, the congressman, uh, but since Bo was just talking about the, the race that will be for the Attorney General's office this year, let's talk about that. You, after you announced here on this show, Congressman Bishop, that you were running for Attorney General, you were able to, to raise almost a million dollars in uh, just 10 days this is projected to be one of the most expensive uh, statewide races in the country. What's your game plan as you move forward, and how do you get the support of the folks who maybe can only give $5, you know, not the folks who can give that, that maximum limit? So, Beth, the, it's, you know, it's interesting. In, I've mentioned before that Republicans haven't won the seat in, in, in my lifetime and a long time before that. Uh, and the reason you take the 2020 cycle, Republicans were outspent like 26 to 1. And I intend to change that, and that's why we've worked very hard to begin with those folks that I've served in Congress and have been persuaded that, that I'm going to do what I say and uh, do what I tell them I'm going to do. And we had that good success at the beginning, but it's a process, and you, and you have to continue reaching out to people both digitally uh, because a lot of communications occur that way. You've got to be all over this big state. So I'm spending the next week uh, all over uh, eastern North Carolina meeting people. And it's just one it's, – it's still, at the end of the day, it's one person at a time, Beth. you got to persuade folks and show them who you are and uh, get them a, give them a feel for what you're going to do and how you're going to serve them. Well, and speaking of the uh, the campaigning process, before the break, Bo was talking to you about this um, short-term spending bill that just passed in order to avoid a government shutdown. And you mentioned that people really are, are, are tired of seeing just the can being kicked down the road. A lot of your colleagues, now you aren't running for Congress again, you're running for a different seat, but so many, all of the, uh, the, the congressmen and women are currently running for re-election. How do they approach this conversation? about um, government spending, about our debt, and about how that impacts our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and what that means for this country. You know, Beth, I think that we see a lot of things in partisan terms these days, and sometimes I believe that too much so. And I think every person on what, of whatever party ought to be put to tough questions. And the hard question in if you're in Congress, is how are you going to change the status quo? The status quo is not getting, is not solving the big problems, $34 trillion in debt and continue, continuing to rocket upwards, uh, a, a border that is chaotically insecure, uh, and sort of a, a cultural uh, decline in a lot of ways that, every, that folks are worried about, that are fearful of the prospects for their children to have success. People need to answer what they're going to do to make it different. There are too many people who are committed or at least content to continue to vote to do the same thing over and over again in these circumstances. I think everybody ought to be asked that question. 
Dan Bishop, uh, we got time for maybe one more question here. I want to turn it back to the race that you're embarking on now uh, for attorney general. And again, assuming Jeff Jackson is the candidate in the general election, do you think this is the toughest race that you've ever entered into? I mean, you, we, we've we've seen you break out of the pack with this, uh, you know, competitive GOP primary uh, all those years ago when we had the first debate uh, for district number nine. But uh, and, and obviously county commission and state house level or state office level. But uh, is this race? You're, you're getting ready to, to ramp up here. Is this the one you think is going to be the toughest of your career so far? I don't think of it in those terms, Bo. I, I have always been content to say who I am, to uh, communicate to the voters what they can rely on me to do. And if they choose me to do it, they, they can rest assured that I'm going to do what I said. I'm not going to go and paint myself in uh, 50 different colors so that I can – so that uh, folks will not be able to figure out who I am uh, and that you know I hope to get the last vote at the at the 50 percent plus one just tell people what they are and, and respect them enough to let them choose that's what the that's what our democracy is supposed to be and I think it works pretty well and I'll tell you it gives me the opportunity to just mention since you guys are there at that remote and it in at the I mean you said at the 32nd annual crime stoppers barbecue, in Union County, you think about people like Reed Helms, who's not a partisan guy. He's been serving Union County and Crime Stoppers and doing this thing with great enthusiasm for so long. It's people like Reed that uh, that you can appeal to with what I just said. Just be plain spoken. North Carolinians embrace that. I think it'll, it's a recipe for success, but I'm always content to let voters judge instead of trying to portray myself in a thousand different ways and try to keep them guessing. Now, there's a new trend. We saw it with Ted Budd. We're seeing it with Mark Robinson. We're seeing it with Donald Trump that, that people don't debate their opponents. If Jeff Jackson happens to be the nominee, will you debate him? Yeah, I'd be delighted to debate him as many times as he wants to. Well, we appreciate you uh, talking to us. And uh, like I said, you were in the last debate, and now we have all these candidates who are trying to fill your seat in this next debate. So it's kind of a full circle moment here today and uh, very fitting that we uh, speak to you while we're here at the barbecue. So thank you, sir. No doubt about it. And you guys are in a great place. God bless to all the folks in Union County who are there. And thank you guys for letting me come on. Yes, sir. That's Congressman Dan Bishop, who is uh, now uh, running for attorney general. It's going to be quite a political year, Beth Troutman. Yes, it is, and an exciting one at that. Now, listen to this. We have a special guest that I did not know was going to be here. Oh, he's yeah? not a politician, but he's very well known to this show. And he, Mark Garrison, yeah? is going to participate in the Friday News Quiz. Ooh, so yeah. How about that? See, Mark doesn't even know who I'm talking about, yeah. but he's, he's going to be surprised. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just because we're in Union County doesn't mean that we're going to not have the Friday news quiz. Okay. Mark Garrison's back at the station. Yes, Hi, sir. Mark. Howdy. 
All right. So what you don't know is we have a Special celebrity guest. contestant, a guest contestant, John Moore. I'm going to have to override the music for just a moment. That can only mean one thing oh. and one thing only. The world-famous <laughs> Waniac, Wayne Troutman, has made his way to the Union County Agriculture Rural Center. Oh, how cool. The Waniac. You, you drove all the way up here for this. <laughs> of course. For this? Hey, this is a great event. I mean, it's a good day to be alive, and it's a good day to be at the Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. Well, I'm watching all these uh, high-level politicians walk through, and, you know, everybody who's anybody in Union County is at this barbecue, and they're all walking in, and then I look up, and, oh, it's the Waniac. Wait a minute. The Waniac? <laughs> so uh, just in time for the Friday news quiz, uh, we've had a few uh, celebrity guest contestants. Actually, a few of them have won. So, you know, it's a high bar, but you know how this works because you oh, oh, yeah. Y'all put right. the bar very high. I understand that. <laughs> all right, Mr. Garrison. We're all in place. All right. You're busy eating barbecue there in Monroe. Today is actually National Popcorn Day. True or false, the first popcorn was made for a Native American sporting event. True or false? True. False. False. I think it's true. All right. And Bernie's keeping score, right? Correct. Yes, right. sir. It's false. Oh. It, was act- bucket. it was actually <laughs> used by the ad by the Aztecs during fertility ceremonies. That's Ooh. where it first came into play. Well, that's why I hadn't been paying attention. God. I didn't want it. I didn't Come want to on. be around that popcorn. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what fertility has that been around? All right. I have not been eating enough popcorn. Is what we've been telling me. Ah, true or false? True or false? Popcorn is the number one food that Americans choke on. True or false? Uh, Bo is going to say true. Wayne is going to say true. What's Sugar Bath saying? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to say false. I think false. It is false. Ah. Yay! Hot dogs are the number one food to keep the choke Oh, my on. gosh. They're so Mark big. Pearson, I choked on a hot dog when I was two years old. Really? A, a police officer had to give me the Heimlich maneuver. I almost died. Ask the Waniac. He'll tell you. Wow. Did, you did Moonlight Graham big save story. him? <laughs> he was there. This child's choking. Choking on a piece of hot dog. I will uh, do another food question here. Which recalled food recently linked to salmonella outbreak in several states? Charcuterie meats, fruit cups, or canned tuna? Uh, Bo is going to go with A. Charcuterie meats? Okay. Yes, sir. What were the other two? You said fruit cups. Fruit and cups and canned tuna. 24 people got sick. Ooh. Is all of the above available? <laughs> <laughs> mm, this is the SAT. <laughs> if, if, you, if you want it to be, sure. Go for it. <laughs> no, we got, I'm going to go with that also. <laughs> I'm going to go with fruit cups. I'm going to go with Beth on that. Fruit cups. No, Bo is correct. Charcuterie meats. Boom. That's what the Waniac said, too, right? Well, the Waniac said all of them, sir. (laughs) That's right. He said all of the above. But it doesn't matter. (laughs) All right. I can't be wrong. In Raleigh yesterday, President Biden got confused. The question is how. He thought he had taken a selfie with a member of Congress who wasn't there. He thought his son, Bo, died in battle. He thought Roy Cooper was Senator Ted Budd. <laughs> I'm going with A. All right. Wayne's going with A. 
Yeah, Bo's going with A. I'm going with A also. That's right. We played the audio. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he thought Deborah Ross was there, Congresswoman, and said, I had a picture made with her. And then he went, oh, no, she's not here. I got confused. <laughs> this is all too common. Uh, while in Raleigh yesterday, President Biden stopped in for a milkshake at Cookout. What flavor did he have? A black and white, strawberry, or chocolate? Uh, I'm going to go with strawberry. Okay. Sugar bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with black and white. Okay. The lady out going with chocolate. I like chocolate. All right. Do you even know what a black and white is? Um, I'm assuming it's chocolate and vanilla. It's vanilla with chocolate syrup, and you are correct. Oh, yay! <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's see here. That sounds delightful. Actually, Actually, it does. It does. Uh, A Charlotte man won a big scratch-off lottery prize of a million dollars. Where did he buy the ticket? Walmart, a strip club, or a shell station on Wilkinson Boulevard? Uh, Bo says A, Walmart. All right. Wainiac says C. Shell station. Shell station. All right. I think he bought it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. I was going to ask, John Moore, maybe you know the answer. Do they sell lottery tickets at strip clubs? I was, was going to say, I think he bought it at the Naked Club. John Moore says, I watched the purchase happen. All right, so I John, heard about it. John, you're saying the booby bar. Yes, sir. Huh? Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with C. All right. It's the Walmart. Oh, yeah. I think Bo's winning. Yeah. Oh, Bernie just to confirm. He's on a roll today. Yeah, All right. Is. We'll do a couple more here. King Charles III has surgery scheduled on his prostate next week. Whoop. Just in case something goes wrong, who's the next in line for the throne? Prince William, Prince Harry, or Prince George? It is Prince William. I feel like this is a trick question, but I, I'm still going to say Prince William. Ah, William. I, I'm going to go with Prince George. It's William. Okay. <laughs> Dang it, I wanted. Wait a minute. I couldn't. You can't. We had the same answer, so. Yeah. yeah. Now, tomorrow is Use Your Gift Card Day. <laughs> How many Americans have unused gift cards? All of them. 20, tw- <laughs> 27%, 37%, or 47% of Americans with unused cards? I'm saying 47%. All right. I'm going to go with 37%. When you actually going 47%. I like 47%. And you 47s are correct. <sighs> Ooh, did I just catch up with Bo Bernie? See, I, I do this to myself. I outthink. I try to <laughs> over. I, it's. I try to overthink Mark Garrison. So do we have a tie, Bernie? Yeah. A tie with Bo and Beth? Oh, 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 oh all hold right. On, hold so on. If you can see us, if you can right. see us, Mark, we're holding hands like the runners up at Miss America. Oh, that's a disgusting picture. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not there. All right, uh, let's do a tiebreaker question then with Sugar Beth and Bo. Oh, no. All right, here we go. About 580,000 items of furniture sold at Walmart and other stores have been recalled because they can break when you use them. What was it? Beds, elm knockoff dressers, or recliners made in China? The moment of truth is here. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. 
All right, Sugar Beth, what do you say? My options were beds, a dresser, Elm or Elm knockoff dressers or recliners made in China. I'm going to say recliner. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the dresser. You're both wrong. It was oh. the beds. <laughs> hey, we, we do a morning show. We don't sleep. We See, don't know. You got my back. I got your back. I mean, <laughs> so is it going to be a tie for the cup this week? What do you think? You think it should be a tie? Does that mean we have to like walk around with it the whole week? Yeah. Oh you know, my like, gosh. Like like you're like you're, you know like your chain. Like group photos. We can do group photos in weird places. Ooh. No, not like that. Oh, oh. <laughs> like that pilot hiding. Uh, never mind. <laughs> hiding cameras so I, where I you shouldn't. I guess it's a tie because we got we got to go because we have, we got to make sure we have room to, uh, to to say goodbye and talk to a few people. So we'll we'll All call right. it a tie. Yes, sir. Final moments from the 32nd annual Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue, and we save we save the big names for last. No disrespect to anybody that came before, but when you bring on Reed Helms, and not only Reed Helms, but Sheriff Eddie Cathy. Listen, I'm proud to be here. Well, you're you're decked out in your apron, ready to serve barbecue. One of the most popular sheriffs, probably in North Carolina, just elected to your sixth consecutive four-year term. That's true. I, we're very proud of our county. We're proud of the citizens that support law enforcement, that want to feel safe in their homes, and uh, it's a it's proud for us. But it's a, the people that's out here every day working that deserve the credit. What does this uh, event mean to you? Well, it's a. I heard somebody on this channel this morning. I, I think it was a uh, from Winget uh, Town mm-hmm. Manager say it's like a homecoming. That's right. And I think that's true. I thought he well, he was exactly hitting it on the on the head. Uh, you see a lot of people here. You see the same people every year. Uh, it's a big deal to this county. It's a big deal to Crime Stoppers to make up money. Uh, but it's a big deal to show support for law enforcement, uh, how much law enforcement is thought of in this county. And, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it's important to them. It's important to us. Well, you're part of that law enforcement that is important to this county. That shows how much respect you have, too, as a, as a leader and what you do here in this county. Well, I get to take credit for what they do out here. Uh, uh, These officers out here on the everyday answering those calls and treating people the way they should be treated and doing the job that uh, they're hired to do. And uh, it's true, I do get to take credit for it, but I'm proud to do that. Well, uh, and it's very obvious that all the people here love you, just like you support them. And you're right, it's like a homecoming. Reed Helms, uh, this is the end for Beth and me, but our, the rest of our team, Vince Coakley and, and uh, Callender and Winterbull and Jensen, uh, they're all coming right behind us. So we thank you uh, for the hospitality, just like every year you treat us so well. We, we love being here. Well, we appreciate you coming and uh, echo what Sheriff Cathy says. And he's been on board with us for 21, 22 years. He's always here, supports 100%. We couldn't do it without him. And all our sponsors, all the people, it, we've just been a flood of help this year. I've never seen it. We've got people from Weddington that I've never seen here come in with red shirts on and say, we come here to help. So we appreciate everybody's support and hope see you next year. Sheriff Kathy, any final words? No, we're proud of this event. We're proud of you. We're proud of the, the support that WBT has given us. 
uh, it's important to the county. And I got to say, come on down here because Sheriff Kathy's going to dip out some barbecue onto your plate. That's, That's right. true. I'm going to give you what you want. <laughs> barbecue goes through 5 p.m.? Right. 30 minutes away, and the sheriff will start serving you. There you go. All right, thanks to Craig Taylor, our on-site engineer, Bernie Bowles, on-site helping us. Bernie! John Moore back at the station, and uh, we appreciate everybody. The Waniacs showed up. I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, we are going to say goodbye. Have a great weekend from the Union County Crime Stoppers Barbecue. I'm Bo Thompson with Beth Troutman, and we'll see you Monday.